Welcome to Here Come the Sequels, a full spoiler podcast where we take a look at popular film franchises one movie at a time. I'm Tyler. I'm Alex. And I'm Britton. And we're Here Come the Sequels. Starring me, Britton. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I just checked off the attendee list. I can confirm <laughs> we've got we've got the group here. Yeah. Um I guess I guess energy's a little low tonight we uh we had another big weekend of socializing um you know alex we watched yeah. uh she's the man again we watched she's the man. <laughs> uh alex we had to uh we we, we I, I came over saturday morning to say hey guys how was how was the rest of the hangout and there was a, a bevy of women just rushing out and alex was in a sailor uniform with a lampshade on his head and we had to prop him up on his feet and Splash some water in his face to get to get him ready for the day. It, it happens at least once a month, so. <laughs> yeah. Look, y'all caught me at a bad time or a great time, <laughs> depending on how you look at it. I don't know. When you said, I'm Donald Duck, you sounded kind of forlorn. <laughs> and I decided I wouldn't ask more questions. <laughs> and this is what happens when you leave the opening bit to me alone. <laughs> if you give me carte blanche. Doesn't you know, that happen? Isn't that every podcast? Yeah, I guess. I guess when you think about it, we all have a little more homework to do. <laughs> that, hey, that was... you know uh, who would have had to work on their home if they <laughs> didn't get it restored at the end of this movie? It's the boys from Zathura. Uh, <laughs> Good transition. I I I disagree. <laughs> you... <laughs> I really thought at the end of this spo spoilers to just get right to the ending of this movie. Uh, I really thought at the ending of the movie, they were just going to leave the house totally destroyed. Mm -hmm. And like the board game was only going to take them back to earth. And yeah. Oh like, no. Same. All right. Good luck. Have fun with that. Uh, Cause of the kind of the way that they, they shoot that. I think then the like robot shows back up and, Oh yeah, there's a black hole and everything. Yeah. It's fine. Or, um, or that I, I thought maybe they were going to, everything was going to be reset, but like Josh Hutcherson wouldn't rem remember it or, Lisa yeah, would yeah. somebody would have forgotten, and only only Jonah Bobo would would right. ha hold the the keys to the tail. Jonah mm -hmm. Bobo is the real human name, by the way. Now, he's one of the yeah. actors. Uh, yeah, he's in Crazy Stupid Love. He's really good in that. Mm hmm. Jonah Bobo, come on the podcast. We are talking about Zathura. Is there a subtitle? Is this Zathura a space adventure sure or something, is. or is mm -hmm. it just Zathura? okay? Let let there be space. Yeah. That's, it's a little confusing. I think it's another one of those cases where, in all the marketing and everything, it's just listed as Zathura. But then, if you when you watch the movie, it has a space adventure right as the subtitle. I don't know. It's it's a it's a not sequel to Jumanji, but we're counting it, so get over it. Yeah, this really has nothing to do with Jumanji. I mean, it's the uh, same exact aside premise. From the premise. <laughs> like, I mean, obviously that is, and it. It is based on a book that's supposed to be a sequel yeah. to a children's book that is supposed to be the sequel to the other children's book that Giovanni was based on. But there, yeah, there's, I was really waiting for there to be some connection, but as far as I can tell, there is completely none whatsoever. So, yeah, I was even fine. wondering if it was like, oh, somewhere like when they're exploring the basement or when they discover Zathura under the stairs, there was going to be like a Jumanji just like yeah. in, in the corner or something. It's like, oh, there it is. Or at the, or if, or at the know, end, there's a letter that's like, 
you have to bring the board game back and it's like a hall of evil board games and like <laughs> rich uncle Pennybags is there from monopoly and mm-hmm. the operation guy from operation is there and they're like ah welcome you will get to play games with us forever right i mean i was really waiting for them to be like oh tim robbins is is peter from sure jumanji and just like sure. have the most kind of on the nose like here's a very tenuous connection that doesn't matter uh but no they just carried on so uh alex what 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 does the internet think about this movie that's that's a very good question tyler but first zathura space adventure yes like i said ron tomatoes just has it listed as zathura so i apologize um from 2005 directed by john favreau it has a 76% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes and a 51% hmm. audience score. Sort of an anti-Jumanji there. <laughs> Correct. Um, are you sure this is made by John Favreau? Because nobody was eating a big old Cuban sandwich in it. Or a hamburger. Yeah. Man, guys, oh, I, no, I know no, no, I... No, there is... There is um... Dax Shepard oh, does, yeah. does eat a big old sandwich. He does eat a big sandwich. That's true. That the was, sandwich guys, cinematic I, universe continues. Yeah, I, I didn't theory. see the the quote unquote live action uh, Lion King, but that would definitely you know that that would that would turn me around on it if there was just a scene of, of Timon <laughs> and Pumbaa just eating Cuban sandwiches. That would have been great, as if they cut back and like Zazu is talking to Scar, and Scar's has got a big old Cuban. Mm-hmm. They they asked John Favreau in in the. Uh, you know, the press junkets, they're like, oh, why did you decide for this one? Like, what what was the reasoning? He's like, you know, I, I love the original. It's a classic. Everyone everyone knows it's perfect. So how can you improve it? And I was like, there there is just one thing. <laughs> I'll, I'll do this other live action nonsense because Disney's paying me, you know, a, a percentage of the gross to do it. But uh, Cuban sandwiches, that's the answer. Yeah, I think Disney was, was kind of like, hey, you know, we know that this this check may not look super tempting because, you know, you you may not be super excited about this project or rehashing a, a property. But can we show you what this check looks like if we convert it to Cuban sandwiches? And <laughs> he was like, "All right, think think about how many Cuban sandwiches you can buy with the Lion King money." At Disney, we care so much about our legacy, we stopped caring about our legacy. We care about our legacy, yeah. but not what it means. There, I said it. I don't Hot know time. that anyone I mean, would disagree oh, with you. Yeah, oh, oh, if if you listen closely, you can hear uh, Disney loading me into their into the trunk of my car. Mm-hmm. I I love how it was probably like four or five years ago at this point. We used to joke that that Disney and some of these these film studios were sending us checks. Mm-hmm. Now now we can't even realistically joke about that anymore. Yeah, yeah, because it's we're about happening. To trash. Oh <laughs> man, era, man. I don't even what who made <laughs> is Zathura. Uh, oh, it's uh, uh, Columbia, Columbia, right? Okay. With the lady yeah. with the torch, yeah. She, she's she's coming after us. Sony now, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, do you think Zathura will cross over with Madam Web? I was about to say, do you think Madam Web has the torch in the logo? I do think that'll happen. Um, everyone's looking to get on that Jonah Bobo beat. Yeah, he hasn't he hasn't been anything since he was a kid. So like, yeah, this is the perfect time. Bring him back, just like K. Way Kwan came back for everything. Let him everywhere, be all a once. new Spider Man. 
I, I am pretty sure the Dak Shepard said it's Morpin time at one point in this movie. So yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the recast because they were like Jared Leto was the problem with Morbius, obviously, which we will talk about when we get to Morbius, which we have not watched yet. Um, do you want Zathura's to? Oh wait, sorry. Let me let me do the thing. Silly yes. kids movie. Um, <laughs> that's my review. My <laughs> the synopsis is thus. After their father is called into work, two young boys, Walter and Danny, classic boy names, yeah. are left in the care of their teenage sister Lisa, I mean, and told they must stay inside. Walter and Danny, who anticipate a boring day, are shocked when they begin playing Zathura, a space-themed board game, which they realize has mystical powers when their house is shot into space. With the help of an astronaut, the boys attempt to return home. Thus spake Zathura. And yep. that's the whole movie. Lisa in this movie is portrayed by uh, Kristen Stewart, who is great and is mm-hmm. really like she she's playing this like like a real actor. Yeah. Like later on in the movie when she's scared, she's like, what are we doing? We have to get out of here. Come on. Just like really going for it such that I was like. Maybe maybe it can be a little lighter, a little sillier. But then I realized Josh Hutcherson has been playing the whole movie like he's on an episode of The Wire. <laughs> like, yes. That, that is Correct. a deadly serious boy. <laughs> I did have to look up if Josh Hutcherson was an older sibling because he sure does play a mean oh, older man. brother real well. Uh, and he definitely is. So there's that. He's got great Kirsten Dunst from Jumanji energy in this. Yes. he's. I mean, I, we all, I like Josh Hutcherson anyway. We talked about him in Hunger Games. And he's, I think, really good in this. Um, Mm -hmm. I love the line where he says, I'm in fourth grade. I have a girlfriend. This is what growing up is. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's so good. (laughs) That's such a great moment. Yeah. And he has a thing where he's like, I don't know how to make the... What do you know how to make? Water. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty good. And I thought Jonah Bobo was good. It's... Mm -hmm. He's a little, little movie kid, so the kid character can be a little annoying at times, but... If a six-year-old isn't annoying, sometimes are they really a six-year-old? Yeah, I think I think they threaded that needle pretty well of yeah making him a very believable six-year-old mm-hmm. uh, and, and writing him in a way that feels like the writers uh, are familiar with children, right? <laughs> and weren't I don't know. Well, even just totally they, just making things up. They kind of have a. It's not really like a running gag, but they have a continuing kind of character quirk with him, where every time he messes something up or you know he upsets his brother, he immediately just starts repeating "I'm sorry, I'm mm-hmm. sorry, I'm sorry." Yeah. That's a very little kid thing to do. Yeah, yeah. to just like I'm, I'm trying to fix this. Just stop. Yeah, don't don't get mad at me. <laughs> yeah, I um, I think the movie sells really well there. The the arc of their relationship of like these are two brothers who argue and bicker because they're brothers, but also there is something, you know, there there was the parents' divorce and all this stuff. And I liked, I ultimately was able to follow and buy into their relationship. Um, not like I was in tears or anything, but I, I, I think for what this movie is, I think it worked. Mm-hmm. I, I think the, the, the thing that I kept noticing about the movie or, or noting about the movie, I'll say, is that it, it is very much Jumanji. And I think you could look at this as a, as a, detriment or a, a good thing the 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 board game zathura in the movie is definitely dangerous but it doesn't feel sinister and the board game jumanji felt sinister and yeah. that was something that was really impactful on me as a kid and not really to the same degree as an adult but 
in Jumanji, you kind of, you didn't just feel like, oh, this town is in danger and these kids are playing this dangerous, crazy game. You were, it felt like they were contending against some evil force that would play drums and try to lure them into its grasp right. and like, now you'll play this game and we'll kill you for it. And it, it felt like this, this malevolent totem that they were going to have to, to, to contend with. And in this, it just felt like a really extreme board game. Yeah. Um, which I think is, again, I think some people thought Jumanji was too dark. And so to make this more of just a crazy adventure is probably a step in the right direction. Um, so I can't really ding the movie for that, but it is, it was a notable difference for me. Yeah, I would say ultimately, like, I think this movie is perfectly fine. It's perfectly competent. Obviously, John Favreau, I don't know if this was the movie that got him Iron Man, but clearly he's got kind of a visual eye. He he's He's got, he's able to kind of deal with the small, intimate character moments along with the big, crazy lasers, explosions, and all that. Um, yep. I think he's able to kind of... Um, jump between those two different worlds um pretty well uh but i just thought it was pretty mediocre in the story department like everything was just kind of borderline um and i think Britt and i i very much relate to that point you made i i was mis- missing the tension and kind of the weird darkness from jumanji and i know that's not everyone's cup of tea but that's what i liked about jumanji and it's not really here at all yeah and some of that i think comes from Jumanji was constantly sending things at them. It was like, here comes this animal or here comes these these plants. So there was also an intention of like looking into the eyes of a creature and being like, oh, that creature wants to kill that person. Yeah. And in this, because it's in space and there's only so much they can do, it's like, there's a meteor shower. It was more like crazy circumstances they get put into. Um, Until we meet the Zorgons, who were great as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the, the other thing about talking about like, did did Favreau get Iron Man for this? Not sure, but this movie does have some really great practical effects yeah. that you just wouldn't expect to see in a in a movie like this. Uh, you'd expect, you know, early two thousand. You'd you'd expect a Shark Boy and Lava Girl sure. or Spy Kids kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, from something like this, not like oh, let's really like let's build this this crazy uh robot model that yeah like constantly looks great we have all these like costumes for these lizard men that look incredible yeah um super super fun kind of stylized uh alien dudes that that look great um like <clears throat> even down to the the astronaut suit that i was noticing that like that's a really good costume design they made plaster of uh yeah Kristen stewart and apparently she did not like it because it was a full body plaster and she could only breathe through her nose for like several hours. Oh jeez, and she's claustrophobic. Oh god, yeah, doing, I'm not really sh- doing also, full she's... body casts. Uh, I, I've seen footage of different actors getting that done in like behind the scenes um, yeah. stuff, and it always just looks like just the most harrowing thing. And it's like, yes. is the money worth it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't <Yeah>. know. <laughs> yeah, uh, there is a a great bit, and we'll talk about more about Kristen Stewart probably. But uh, she gets frozen, and there is a a very like intentional sound effect where she slides down the stairs uh during while the house is shaking uh or her her cast body cast whatever the the thing that they made to replicate her being frozen uh slides down the stairs and uh bonks her head bonks uh josh hutcherson's and there's this like very intentional like doink (laughs) and it's great um that was a moment i noticed 
yeah, so there's like some really cool effects. I I like the fact I, I talk about this with Jumanji how how great it is, in how it does how it has the house evolve over time until it's just literally a jungle at the end. Um, this one, you know, I I think maybe the pacing of the house getting destroyed was a little bit like at a certain point the house should just be gone halfway through the movie. Uh, but I really like that this is essentially like a bottle movie. Uh, which is kind of wild. It all takes place inside the house and the house is just going through all these events. And it, it still has a thing that Jumanji has of the layers over time where, uh, you know, the, the fireplace like keeps getting more and more isolated and eventually they lose the, uh, the board game. I think, uh, Jonah Bobo's gerbil gets killed at some point and they just like have a line about that. And then he's just fine again at the end of the movie. <laughs> so it's like, okay, I guess that's okay. But, uh, uh, which I guess proves that if one of them had gotten eaten by a lizard man, they would have been okay as long as they finished the game. Um, but <laughs> the, what is the lore of Zithra? The, uh, the house, you know, continuing to, to get blown up and then like the robot comes back at the end, uh, to fight the lizard men and they, there's just a continual, uh, kind of layering. And I like the fact that one of the elements that gets introduced is, uh, the astronaut, who, as we learn, is an older version of Walter, uh, which is a whole thing we'll get into. Yeah. But that's like, okay, here's a character who is going to continue to uh, kind of introduce a different element to the thing. It's it's not everything is evil. Everything's going to kill you. There's a, a shooting star uh, card that allows them to make a wish on a shooting star. And that's which Josh Hutcherson gets twice for some reason. Like, come on now. <laughs> stop stop giving Jonah Bobo a complex. Okay? Like, <laughs> come on, game. This is it's like if you're playing Monopoly and like you know, you you're you're rolling like ones and twos and uh your your older brother goes all the way around in, in two rolls. Yeah. And it gets to whatever it is, broad broad street or board, broad boardwalk park park pike place starbucks uh the most expensive property in new york um <laughs> anyway i think there's some neat things about this movie and that's my spiel <laughs> no i i i think that uh yeah that we're gonna have to talk about the also timeline stuff um i definitely loved the way the zorgons the lizard people looked they had crazy like spikes and horns and like teeth on their chins it was great um mm -hmm. and the robot i think must have been a, co a combination of physical and digital effects and it sure. was pretty seamless and same with the zorgons yeah uh, also the robot was voiced by frank oz which is wonderful mm -hmm. <laughs> we didn't get much out of that but it was nice that it happened um yeah i love that and and as as unfortunate as that kristen stewart had to go through that the the model looks exactly like her it's very <laughs> very believable um yeah i i did actually wonder a couple of times i was like did they is it her like trying to stand still and they kind yeah. of maybe like digitally enhance it to like make it look fake but did, did they put the makeup on her that they would later put on nicole kidman and being the ricardos maybe <laughs> um who can say <laughs> but the 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 model that they created is quite impressive yeah, it's and it's, it's it is very uncanny yeah. and unsettling 
Kristen Stewart does my favorite thing in the movie, which is, I think this is a callback to something in the movie, where they're fighting, or uh, uh, Danny, Jonah Bobo, is he, the Zorgons have taken over. Somehow the Zorgons have, have come back. Yes. And uh, the, the Zorgon Mugwump is chasing him. Mm-hmm. No, but uh, Jonah Bobo's tried, gone in to get the game back from the ship, the enemy ship. And he's running around, the Zorgon chasing him, and you think, okay, the Zorgon's gonna kill him. And then, like, he gets hit by, like, a sofa or something and gets knocked out of the house because Kristen Stewart has pushed it from the top of the stairs, and she goes, Lisa is upstairs! (laughs) And I just, I just out loud just started laughing. I thought that was great. I don't know what that referenced. I guess earlier in the movie, he says, like, the dad says that Lisa's upstairs. It was not, but it was so triumphant, and it was great. I loved it. I, I think Kristen Stewart's performance actually benefits from having the rest of her filmography. Because she yeah. is she is very well known for, like, these softer, more understated performances. Sure. A lot of it is, you know, people make fun of her in, like, Twilight for just mumbling through most of her dialogue. It's not a whole lot of shouting on her part. Yeah. Um, so she doesn't really have all that many, like, big, crazy performances. Yeah. Or at least that's not what she's known for. And then coming back to this, I'm like, wow, kind of the the weird, the weird, uh, just, uh, kind of, it's like a contradiction almost, where it's, like she's just shouting through the whole movie. Yeah. But that, that just makes it more interesting. I guess she should play Ace Ventura Pet Detective in a new, uh, maybe HBO Max miniseries. You know, having not yeah. seen any of those movies, I wouldn't say no. I'm surprised you haven't. I haven't either, but it seems like something you would have seen. You know, you know some some, some Jim Carrey I'm... can be too much Jim Carrey. I was going to say, I think I've seen both, and I'm not not too, like, oh, oh man, you got to go watch them. not longing. The, yeah. only, the only gag that, that, that really kind of sticks in my brain that I remember is him seeing the bald guy with the monocle and going, you must be the Monopoly guy. And then he, like, whispers, thanks for the free parking <laughs> <laughs> but imagine that in a jim carrey voice it's obvious uh, yeah. it's hysterical yeah. hysterical <laughs> okay <laughs> man just when when you get comedy right you know <laughs> when you just really oofa doofa this movie has a uh, spongebob they watch spongebob talking to comedy yeah because because walter changes it to sports and then Danny's like, I was watching that tartar sauce. <laughs> and I was like, mm-hmm. all right, you know what? Cool. <laughs> Great. Let's do it. So how did, how did future, how did the time thing work? So Tyler, you've watched the most Doctor Who. Explain it. Yeah. There's a timeline. I've also, okay, maybe I'll make a we, we've all seen like all the twilight movie i was gonna try and make a reference to something in, in this movie that would be relevant but i think because you know it's just such a tight uh kind of like close-knit narrative like it's it's there's not a lot of things to spin off of it because it just that core is so strong right. um so Dak shepherd is josh hutcherson uh because uh walter as a child when they first went through the game I guess, uh, like, basically, 
got the wishing star and then said like, "Hey, I'm gonna use the the wishing star to wish away my my younger brother because I don't like him because he's so annoying." Uh, and then I guess just like I I don't know how he's still supposed to be alive. I don't know. I don't know how he defeated the Zorgons uh, without an astronaut friend. Um, I also don't know what happens to Lisa originally in, in yeah. their timeline. Uh, maybe he fed her to the Zorgons. Maybe this is, this is even a darker story. Where is where is my dark uh, prequel movie <laughs> to Zathura? I mean, me... it was called Jumanji. It... No, 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 but I want I want John Favreau to come back to this character and show how he uh, survived the rigors of space and how he's he's not really who you think he is. Sure. Uh, something like that. It would have been great and, at some point in this movie if there had been like a, an alternate time like Kristen Stewart, where she has like a bionic eye. Yes. And like a big machine gun, like half her head is shaved. Put, put that put that in the prequel and she she dies to save yeah. Dak Shepard so he can go back and fix everything. She's got a big ratchet and clank uh, gun. Yeah. It'll be called Zathura First Class. <laughs> Zathura First Blood. Yeah. Sins of the Brother. Yes. Yes. Okay. No, 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 yes. no, no, no. My brother's keeper. <laughs> okay. Okay. I still like Sins of the Brother. I think. I think. I think it's good. And it's Timothy uh, Chalamet and a hardcore <laughs> Kristen Stewart. Because as we all know, the three, the the Caterpie, Metapod, and Butterfree of this is Josh Hutcherson, Timothy Chalamet, Dax <laughs> Shepard. <laughs> Sometimes we go down rabbit holes on this that lead to us saying things that are just so unlike anything that's ever been said. I know, right? Uh, and it makes me it makes me proud. I think we're making good content here. It's fun uh, to think that you're the first person to say a given sentence. Yeah, not even to like say, but to like conceptualize yeah. such an such an idea. You know, like it goes beyond <laughs> just like can you say new words in a new order, but like right, create something so yeah so compelling. You know, but that's the art, uh, art, art pursuit. Yeah. Now please continue. I'm sorry I derailed you. Uh yeah, so uh Dak Shepard uh comes back because Danny gets the the astronaut card. Uh and he went through a time sphincter. He calls it a time sphincter and then says it's just a wormhole. I don't I don't I question the phrasing there. Uh I, I would but, like I would like to uh throw out the conspiracy that Taika Waititi uh stole that joke when he was making Thor Ragnarok because uh, they do set up that there is a wormhole called the Devil's Anus and they that's keep true. and they continue to talk about it throughout the movie. This could absolutely be Taika Waititi's favorite movie. Um you know I would not be shocked at all. You might be right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the the astronaut comes back, and then at the end of the movie, again, Josh Hutcherson unfairly gets uh, another wishing star card from the rigged game. Uh, and the, so the first time around when it comes to our Walter, Walter Prime, uh, then he does, he wishes for a Brett Favre football, which is quite good. Um, a Brett Favre signed, signed NFL football. Uh, and... Dak Shepard's like, what? Oh, I thought you you wished for your brother to disappear. And it, I, to me, the implication is that uh, old Walter's presence helped help steer young Walter 
away from you know the the dark timeline the the dark choice he made uh although i like the idea of this movie going on for like several rotations before they're finally able to stop him and there's so so there's just like four walters who are all like (laughs) okay this time please don't wish away he's the key to all of this uh but yes he does not wish him away he wishes for a football and then at the end of the movie he wishes for the astronaut's brother to be returned to him uh, and this is the reveal that, oh, yes, the astronaut did indeed wish away his brother, uh, Jonah Bobo. And so then there's two Jonah Bobos that are the same age, which is quite confusing. Um, and there's some, like, magical shenanigans, and they all kind of, like, incorporate each other and remember everything. And then they come back to the real world. Uh, so, yes, there is kind of a, a time loop paradox kind of thing going on here. Um I would contend that they chose the wrong brother to make the astronaut. Mm. Cause I feel like it would be more interesting if like may, you, you work it out so that uh, Danny is the one who wishes away Walter because Walter's been tormenting him the whole movie. And then a, we don't know what Jonah Bo looks like. Uh, th- this is, this is totally hindsight here, but we don't know what Jonah Boba looks like. Uh, in the year 2022 we know what josh hutcherson looks like and sure. it is not Dak shepherd <laughs> uh and so i was kind of wondering the whole movie if that's where they were gonna go and that's not what they did so there is that um but basically like i i think that that would have worked a little better for me if he like wished him away and then that that shifts the game around because then the astronaut card is in there and so danny brings himself back his old old danny back and then we have a you know it it lines up so that Josh Hutcherson gets the the wishing card and old old uh, Danny is like, oh man, you didn't wish your brother away. Ah, I've had a revelation. I shouldn't be bitter about you or something. I don't know. I think there's something you could have done there. I it would have been my choice, but I think it does. I think my opinion on that does start with the fact that I know what one of these actors looks like right now, and it's the actor who you tried to cast as an older person. Uh, so that's probably. I'm trying to work backwards from that sticking point, which is not really fair. I did. I did watch Dak Shepard in this movie and, and had the internal thought of, Oh wow. I really love Zachary Levi. (laughs) Sure. I agree with that. I don't have anything against Dak Shepard. He's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you? I, I mean, I haven't (laughs) seen chips. I could watch chips and that might be, that might be the thing. (laughs) Maybe that'll break you. The um, chipping point. <laughs> Is this the most Norm McDonald version of this podcast we've ever done? It's thirty minutes in. It's I feel like that's that's a bold statement. Okay, mm. we if if we truly want it to be a Norm McDonald podcast, we need to have set up something at the very beginning of the episode and then make everyone forget, and then at the very end, like last thing, you bring it back. All right, I'm gonna assign that to you. <laughs> let you figure that out don't remember what we talked about 10 minutes ago much less 30 but i assume you've got that well in hand um, i'll just go and i'm alex <laughs> real yeah, quick that would work. i was doing a little little research in the uh, oh. jonah bobo um he hasn't he retired from acting i guess he played austin on the backyardigans uh my personal least favorite backyardigan Oh, um, mm-hmm. ranked fifth uh, out of five. But um, 
and obviously, you know, it was a preschool show, so you had different actors. But Zach Tyler Eason, who played Aang on Avatar, he played Pablo, but not for all the episodes. Um, they got a pretty good sound alike. So, I don't know. I'm a little... Uh, it's both kind of, wow, how cool that Jonah Bobo was Austin. And also, oh, Jonah Maybe, Bobo, you were Austin. Uh, putting the brakes on the Bobo train? Might might be putting the brakes on <laughs> on the Bobo-Bobile. There, there will be no Bobo justice today. <laughs> okay, that now it's the most Norm Macdonald. <laughs> I think we have to we have to stop doing it the podcast. Yeah, probably forever. Oh, uh, Bobo justice, Alex. That was really good. <laughs> Man, uh, I did. I did want to ask, and maybe this is something I missed. I was a little confused as to why Dak Shepard is not like more upfront about what's going on and what he knows because they do wait a long time before it's revealed that he is the older version of josh hutcherson sure um and particularly when lisa starts hitting on him which is maybe too far i don't know i mean she doesn't really like hit on him hit on him she like touches his arm and it's just like we believe in you i'll go with you like it's and she talks about him having gorgeous eyes um but like yeah they also I don't know. There's a lot of like her in short shorts that I was like, come on, movie. Um, yeah. I don't know how many people uh, are named Jonah Bobo in the world. <laughs> I assume there's only one. So I assume I found a photo of him uh, from his hometown in 2020. And I can confirm he looks a lot more like Dax Shepard than. Uh, oh, there Josh you go. maybe not like a lot like him, sure. but like enough that it's not distracting uh, to, to, Put these images side by side. Interesting, so. interesting. Make that as much. Look, look, I'm continuing Tyler. to be upset. This movie's going to lose half a letter grade for me because <laughs> of the fact that it did not use more accurate, uh, I don't know, modeling to predict what the right. the children would look like in the future. Look, Tyler, I appreciate your honesty and I, I appreciate that you did the research. But if you had just said, you know, I looked at, at, at Jonah Bobo and and literally just like flashed us a picture of Zachary Levi and be like, there he is. <laughs> <laughs> you you would you would have paid attention to my feelings and my well-being and i i would have appreciated you for that sure <laughs> makes sense um i did actually like the beginning of the movie everything with tim robbins and just him like having to deal with his job and these two kids just yelling and chasing each other yeah uh i don't know i liked all that stuff that that didn't feel i don't know stupid or super formulaic that that's just or waste or like it didn't feel like wheel spinning yeah like it felt like an, a necessary setup yeah and i think tim robbins you know he's not in the movie all that much but i thought he was quite good yeah, it was fine yeah um yeah i think it did, they do a nice job of going like you see why danny's annoying you also see why walter is too mean like right there you go i do think it is both very it's I, at first I wondered if it was unbelievable that all this was happening and Kristen Stewart never wakes up from her nap or pays any attention because she's too busy listening to numb, which is great. Um, <laughs> but then I went, no, for a teenage girl, for a teenager, I should say, not even just a teenage girl, but a teenager to be so detached from what is going on in the rest of her house that she doesn't notice that they've been launched into space and are being destroyed and attacked by aliens. Yeah, actually, that is pretty believable. 
Well, I do love her reaction when they open up the window to try and show her we're in space. And yeah. she goes, oh, it's it's nighttime. I slept too much. <laughs> yeah. I missed my date. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty good. And I like that they never try to explain, like, how they're breathing in space. Shut up. <laughs> like, I'm glad. I'm glad oh. the movie was like, they're in space. Don't right. worry about it. No, trust me. This is this is not a movie where I'm going to start throwing those yeah. kind of criticisms. <laughs> it's like, they, they, they are. Um, there's also a neat little button at the end of the movie where a bicycle lands in the yard. Yeah. Because <laughs> it had been flying around. That was cute. Yeah, I think this this movie does a good job of kind of being like, it's kid space logic. It's, yeah. It is, yeah. you know, it's it's really happening to them, but it's also like, what would a child's imagination dream up mm-hmm. if a house was floating in space? I think that yeah. uh, comes across well. And, and for as far as like logic goes, I think that the movie Again, with, with Jumanji, we never find out where these games come from. We never know where they designed, where they built, mm-hmm. where they... Actually, uh, Hasbro. Oh, there you go. All right. Hasbro is, uh, <laughs> has the power of a Sumerian god. Um, <laughs> but they... With, with with Jumanji, I think that, made, that worked for me because, again, it's this unknowable evil that came from nowhere and will only cause torment and pain. And for Zathura to just be randomly in their basement, there is this question of like, but wait, what? How? Why is it there? Well, it does seem to be a house that Tim Robbins just kind of happens upon because mm. he is he is divorced and and the wife, his ex wife, got to keep their house, so yeah. he kind of just comes upon this house and it's like a fixer upper, and he's he's that's sure. where he is. Um, so I guess a lot of the stuff in the basement and just all around was just already there. I don't know. Yeah. And again, it, does, like, it does raise some questions. Yeah, and like you mentioned with the the breathing in space thing, this is one of those deals where I'm like, I'm not. This is not a movie where I'm really going to ask that question. Like, I I I buy it. It's fine. It's just comparing and contrasting it to Jumanji, where like for Jumanji to come from nowhere and simply appear, and also they have the opening sequence where you see the people in eighteen eighteen hundreds burying the game. Yeah, but to be like, where did it right. come from before that? Who know? It, it's an evil force. That's all you really need. And then this, it's more like it's a space force yeah. and just the it logic is. of the drums just like yeah. we have something that co- it, it beckons people to come seek it out as opposed to Zathura, which is just if somebody finds interest in it sure yeah, yeah. it is a little weird too that like i i really like the aesthetic of the game and the way like i think the overall kind of i guess sort of retro huh sci-fi kind of vibe like the the robot and i liked the Obviously, art it's on like the toy robot the, the art on yeah the board. And, and so that's what i'm saying is like the idea is clearly that this was made in like the 60s or something like that mm-hmm. which the 60s or the 50s which is i i like that aesthetic a lot i'm a you know a huge fallout fan and, and that sort of thing like that's a i think that's a cool thing to go for with this but it does mean there's not as much history behind it as right. like here's this weird creepy board game that's been around since the 1800s i don't know yeah yeah got i got nothing uh it is more uh yeah i mean it makes it takes off a lot of the the darker edge of it and makes it just more like oh wow here's a crazy game yeah and the cards don't rhyme jumanji rhymed yeah well right. that works for the space thing no it yeah it's true there's no I do, in I, space no one can hear you rhyme yeah I do appreciate how they use that aesthetic in the opening titles. Yeah, um, me too. Because this movie has opening titles, and I don't believe Jumanji did, right? Mm. I think if they did, they just played them <laughs> over the movie. 
Sure. Okay. Yeah, that might be the case. Yeah, there's a lot um, of good sequence. But yeah, I, I like when, you know, movies that do decide to have opening titles, because I feel like fewer and fewer movies decide to do that. Um, make them fun. Make them visual. Have them have something to do thematically with your movie. And yeah. these were fun. Well, I mean, that's Marvel do. They do them at the end. That way you can have all this cool imagery and you're not spoiling anything. Uh, I liked the, I liked the opening titles to The Incredible Hulk, and I will leave it at that. Jonah Bobo is was is in a movie called Disconnect. Okay. Twenty twelve, uh, and it has Jason Bateman in it, which is how I discovered this. I was trying to look up images of Jonah Bobo, and it showed Jason Bateman. I was like, I don't, <laughs> I don't think that quite tracks. Um, it's also got like I don't. Know, it's got random people. It's got Frank Grillo. Okay. So like sure, okay. and Alexander Skarsgård. Okay. Well, okay. so sure. Uh, the the summary for this is from IMDb. A drama centered on a group of people searching for human connections in today's wired world. Ooh. Uh, so check that out uh, when we review it next week. Great. Give you guys some homework. Um, I liked that there was a moment where you thought it was just giving you other JB names. <laughs> what if Jonah Bobo? Do you want Javier Bardem? <laughs> Basically the same person. Do you want Jeremy Brenner? <laughs> Want Justin Bartha? Here, there you go. Here's mm-hmm. Josh Bagad, <laughs> or Josh Bad. Josh Bad, the oh. evil, the evil version of Josh Gad. Josh Gad's Wario. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if they cast Wario for that Mar- Mario movie, we're all so excited Man, about. Man, I hope not. Man, I hope it's Josh Gad. <laughs> I was gonna say it's probably Adam Sandler, right? Oh, we're not lucky enough. <laughs> is is Adam Sandler Josh Bad? That is a good question. Ooh. That's a it's a strong argument. <laughs> Do you guys think we they would let Chris Pratt and Adam Sandler record Mario and Wario in studio together? Because I do want to oh, watch that footage. Yeah, not necessarily the movie, but the right footage. Itself. I just want to watch the footage of Adam Sandler in his like Knicks jersey or whatever, <laughs> just like <laughs> going wah. <laughs> well, Chris Pratt's doing all this fun stuff. It- if that's the case, can we can we uh, uh, can we have a jersey off? Can can Kevin Smith be there? Can oh, he man. be Luigi? Oh God, he is Birdo. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. He's Bullet Bill. He's Bullet Bill. Okay, he's full on Bullet Bill. Just a guy who's following you, going. Well, you know another thing about Superman, and you're like, oh, I get it. You win the race. Kevin Smith could be Bowser. Aw, do they count? It'd be fun. This movie up. Yeah. Mario. We're gonna have to review it because it's part of the Sonic franchise, and Mario we're have to review the Sonic franchise at some point. Movie. So, you know, it's all connected. We're all excited about. Uh, oh yeah, Anya Taylor Joy's gonna be in it. That's right. Is she playing Mario? She... <laughs> Again, I really don't think we're lucky enough. Um, <laughs> do here we go. Untitled Illumination Entertainment Super Mario Project. God, I hate this movie already. What? <laughs> <laughs> will will you will it will it feel better if they call it that in the end? Yes, if that's the title, and it's got like the Mario font, that really colorful, like the Super Mario Sunshine font. Right, it's got that, but it's for that. It's for the Untitled Illumination Super Super Mario Project, <laughs> Un- Untitled think? Deadpool sequel for sure. Yes. So, uh, oh, I'm still mad about that. 
<laughs> I got I got good news and bad news, kids. Uh, obviously, oh, we know Chris Pratt's doing Mario, and we all can't wait to see the Terminal List in it. Mm-hmm. Anya Taylor Joy mm-hmm. is Princess Peach. Charlie Day is Luigi. So I like Charlie Day. Yeah, but uh, Jack Black is Bowser. Okay, which you know, sure. Um, That's the same energy as Kevin Kevin Smith. Yeah. And then Keegan Michael Key is Toad. We're starting to lose me. <laughs> Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong. I I may Alex, you may have to be the uh, HTTS ambassador on this one. Uh, Fred Armisen is Cranky Kong. So you know, right? This is I do. I do love this content because this is you reacting to something that a, a bunch of people reacted to <laughs> like a like, year ago, literally a year and a half ago, like, and had the exact same, like, what in the world well, is this? I remember but, but it, this is just, it's like in space. Yeah. It's the way that light waves sort of, can you know, they take a while to get to you. Yeah. Uh, they've just arrived at planet Britain. Can you change the, um, the image? So people, when they listen to this episode, they don't get the here comes sequels logo. They just get that slow poke meme. Um, only with my <laughs> face over the slowpoke. Right. Yeah. 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 And then I'm also um, complaining about um, uh, what else happened last year. <laughs> I can't think of anything that's not political. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys hear about Will Smith and etc.? <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. No. Um. Don't look forward to watching that movie. Ah, it'll be fine. Why, why, why am I still talking about it? <laughs> We're to talk about Zathura. Something we can all yeah. enjoy. Kind of. Um, my last thought on, on that bit is that you did say ready to to watch Terminal List and I had this like sudden urge to, I don't know, like just pound a beer and... <laughs> Pound a beer, yeah, like, buy a truck, stick an American flag yeah. on it, and nod vigor yeah, and nod uh, vigorously at something that when br- a person's like veterans, br- brush off my wife when she asked me to take the trash out. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> nah, 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 I can't. Too busy thinking about the the big war. Look, Ty- Tyler, you're you're already like five steps ahead on the terminalist game because you have like a fully fully formed beard. Like you've got you're yeah. you're like halfway there. It's- it's it's drawing me in. Beards are <laughs> beards are no longer synonymous with that, Alex. That means he's like an artisanal brewer or something. That means he's That's like. Look, look, I saw I saw a, a a screen grab of Chris Pratt in that show, and I'm pretty sure he has a beard. <laughs> sure. This is the only connection I will make to the Terminalist every, at this time. Thank every you. time someone mentions that Terminalist is a show, I'm like, oh, it's a show. <laughs> look. Look, I've I'm heard not, this multiple times. Look, I'm not gonna say I'm I'm gonna watch it at like three in the morning yeah. and binge the whole thing in one go. Sure, <laughs> but there's a serious possibility, knowing <laughs> me, that that could happen. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, Tyler's walking around saying "simplify" to people when he did not serve in the Marine Corps, <laughs> but he's like "simplify," and they're like, "What? This is a Kroger. What do you?" <laughs> Tyler, Tyler I'm starts. Clearly not. He he starts every podcast from now on with "hua." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh. Hey, Zathura. Uh, talking of oh, recent, yeah. talking of recent things, I'm going to react to. I, hey, I hey, almost did you guys forgot. hear about this Waka Flocka flame? <laughs> it's crazy. I think. 
Anyway, Gangnam uh, Style. Yeah, etc. Um, we did. I did want to mention Kristen Stewart's fifteen in this movie, and she wears a lot of short shorts. Actress, actress, or character? Me. Actress, I believe. Ooh. I was concerned about this, and I looked this up, and I was like, "Oh, that's upsetting." Don't like that. Well, and they have her like uh, walk out of the bathroom, and she's in like the camisole, and then she's pulling the the yeah, pink yeah. over it. It's just a lot of like, "Come on, movie." It's not. It's like. Yes, that is, you know, what a 15-year-old how people dress, girl would wear. For sure. But, like, eh, it, eh. And, it, and the camera's not, like, roving all over her or something. But it's still, no. it still, it did feel a little bit like, all right, all right, come on, movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's not uh, euphoria. Speaking of things Alex will watch at three in the morning. Right. You know it. Imagine, imagine that, that back-to-back binge. You go from, from <laughs> Terminalist to Euphoria. <laughs> And then the crossover return where Chris Pratt is hunting down the teens that I don't know pranked his squad. I haven't watched any of I don't any of my journalists. Jack, Jack Courtney's in it. Alex, you're gonna watch it. Jack Courtney's in it. I, no, we, we've got we've got like the perfect cast because it, it's not just Jack Courtney. It's also Taylor Kitsch. That's right, and Constance mm-hmm. Wu from your favorite rom com. Crazy Rich Asians. I've totally seen it, guys. I promise. It's pretty good. That's yeah, good. Oh, I'm sure. Alex watched Always Be My Maybe over the weekend, and he said it almost grumpily. <laughs> <laughs> Not grumpily, fine. almost. Keanu Reeves is great in that. <laughs> oh, he's... Yeah. But that is also I... the only thing in the movie I would say is great. I like yeah. it. It's fine. It's charming. I hate to say that he's the best part because he's just a side character, but he's the best oh, part. Oh, he's delightful in it, though. It's What a fun guy. Yeah. Like Toad in the Mario movie. The music in Zathura is by John Debney. Okay. Yes, not done not Alan Silvestri. Interesting. Not Alan Silvestri. He's done things. I forget what. He's a he's uh, a frequent Favreau collaborator, I believe. Hmm. Yeah. Because I know he did Iron Man 2, um, which is a very generic, forgettable score. Sure. Oh, he did The Jungle Book. There you go. He's done something. There's There's another... There's some movie that I've seen of it, seen that he has scored that I've enjoyed. Um, uh, Alex, score he scored the Mighty Ducks Game Changers. Oh, snap. That would explain why it's not as good. Oh, why the show's not as good? Well, I mean, that and the, the score. Wow. <laughs> he did. That's pressure. Look, the That's whole, time, to put on the the whole time watching Mighty Ducks Game Changers, I was waiting for the full regalia, like Mighty Ducks theme, because I had a ton of nostalgia for it, and it's amazing. Go listen to it on YouTube, kids. Go go do that. Don't have to watch the movies. It's fine. Just listen to the music. Um, and it, 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 never, it never gets full regalia. Like, it's never, it's never like an epic march like it should be. It, did that show get canceled? I think they're doing season two, but Emilio Estevez will not be on there, so I probably oh. won't be watching. You're correct. Maybe they'll get Chris Pratt. Ooh. Similar energy. Um, <laughs> uh, John Debney also scored some of... The, uh, he scored Ice Age Collision Course for Tyler. There we go. Um, you know... I, a funny thing, I was actually looking up just just randomly. You know, you get you get stuck down going down a rabbit hole on Rotten Tomatoes or just any movie site, or you know, you're looking up stuff on IMDb. I didn't realize that there were five Ice Age movies. Yeah, yeah. I 
Tyler, I knew you recently had to watch them because you you are, you are a father and you got sucked into that and you're like, we're never doing this for the podcast, guys. I'm I can't do it. I didn't realize it was five. Mm-hmm. Normally, I would say I don't think his toddler can make him do anything, but that's not true. No, that's completely <laughs> categorical lie. <laughs> but yeah, uh, that that upset that upset me almost as much as finding out how many seasons of Law and Order there were. I, I thought you, I thought you were gonna do some like big justification about how you were watching Ice Age as a joke. Mm-hmm. Um, Guys, I'm totally I'm totally gonna make fun of it the whole time. It's so stupid, right? Anyway, Scrat finally got the acorn. Um. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, John Debney did also do not the songs, but the underscore for the Greatest Showman. So I have hmm. to. Uh, we have there is we have to battle. There is something <laughs> he's done that wasn't trash. I know Young it. Sheldon. <laughs> the three episodes of Young Sheldon that he scored. The Cobbler. Man, this is fun. Alex Cross. The Three Stooges. Dream House. Wow, John Debney. Yogi Bear. Old dogs. Hannah Montana, the movie, guys. Hotel for dogs! My nice. man. He, he, did, he did the Clifford movie. There we go. I don't know. Hey, if he I did said the that. Scorpion King. There you he go. He did Spy Kids. There we go. Come on, Barnyard. There we go. You're just like skipping over. The, he did Elf. Okay. Oh, he did, he did Elf. Elf. Okay. And Chicken Little. I like Chicken Little. Yeah. Sin City? <laughs> I will not stand for this, this Debney slander. Excuse, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're, you're trying to. I had sort of I hadn't gotten to the, the highlights against him. I hadn't gotten to the part where he scored Bruce Almighty, right. or The Princess yeah. Diaries, or yeah. Jimmy Neutron. Also, Christmas with the Cranks. Um, Zathura is oh, <laughs> I, so now not only does Britain have to do battle with him, now Tyler does as well. Uh, so in in Zathura, I don't have more things to say about Zathura. <laughs> this. This is going to push it for percentage of the podcast that we spent actually talking about the movie. I gotta say. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess I thought I'd get a lot more mileage out of Lisa is upstairs. I guess I somehow thought that sure. would carry more of the show for me. <laughs> oh, man. It's great. It is It is very much a movie that I think started off pretty strong for me. And I was kind of like, oh, this is this mm-hmm. is a good bit of fun i really i mean i think that the actor the the performances are all quite fun and, and like work well with each other <clears throat> and just over the course of the movie it's kind of like okay there's a little grading it's a kid's movie uh and then you get to the end and there's a time loop also uh lisa is attracted to yeah uh back shepherd who is old walter it is weird uh they they kind of play it off pretty well. Like he, he makes fun of her at the end for it. Yeah. And like, it's fine. She never like touches him in an appropriate way or anything, but still, but it's there. It is. So I'm giving it a C plus. Dirty deeds done dirt cheap. I think I'm going to go C. Tyler, we we got we gotta we can stop meeting in situations <laughs> like this. I'm also giving it a C. What can I say? Which is not what I predicted. This, is, this is the exact same staggering that we had for Jumanji, by the way. Hmm. Huh. 
Britain, you were at A minus, and then Tyler and I were directly underneath with B plus. Interesting. Interesting. All right. The next one might be more of a sort of general crowd pleaser. So, right. Yeah, I feel like this one, unfortunately for me, it just didn't have kind of the memorable elements that really made Jumanji what it was. Yeah. I don't feel like I'm not going to, that I'm going to remember Zathura all that much. I might be like, oh, I I remember the cast that was in the movie, but nothing in particular. I'll never forget Lisa was upstairs. (laughs) Sure. That will will live rent-free in my brain, if I may use the parlance of YouTube. Look, some jokes never die. Um, in the in the loft upstairs, live rent free. Yeah, exactly. So, are we all recommending the same movie this week? I um, was gonna wait to see uh, which ones y'all took. Yeah, because I didn't watch us. I didn't watch like an extra one. I I, right. I am I am back into my mode of of like oh I've picked a streaming service and I'm just watching a ton of stuff so I can just do a quick rapid fire set of recommendations. And this week it's Fubo. <laughs> well, save, save don't yeah don't just, do all of them. Save one. Do, well, the do, problem do is one. I know what I'm watching next, and I know I'll probably well, recommend that next well, time. Save it for next Put week. A, yeah, get a list going. Stockpile. Yeah. I don't like I don't like keeping a list. I like I like getting it off my chest look, and then look, being done. Your with options it. are your options are do it all at once, which which we don't want you to do, or you can do once a week, or you can do three right now and then once a week, uh, or you can do like. I don't know, like half, but put it in like seven weeks and then How, put actually, the, real, the other ooh. half in two weeks. You may select somehow. one word from each title and then string them together to create a new movie. And that is yeah. the movie you recommend. <laughs> That's right. It's Triple Tears Magnum Dog <laughs> McDonald. <laughs> Mac. Yeah, that great uh, hey movie guys, by. Hey guys, y- you should you Steven should watch Summers. these things on Netflix if you haven't already. Tick uh, oh. tick boom, Triple Frontier. Oh, it's actually boom. pretty good. Norm Macdonald, nothing special, pretty good. Rush. I also watched Tears of the Sun. It's fine, whatever. Yeah, Tick Tick Boom is great. Triple Tears Magnum. Boom. <laughs> McDonald colon boom rush. R- rush rush boom. We did actually watch something else as a group that would actually be my real recommendation if I had to pick one of everything that that I watched, but like I said, I I I've been on a Netflix binge and I'm I've got, I've got other I've got a I've got a massive list to get through. So Yeah, yeah. How are you liking Virgin River so far? Oh, it's pretty good. Nice. Firefly Lane, Ginny and Georgia, all that stuff. It's it's mm-hmm. so it's so good. I forgot to recommend it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just kidding. I have not seen it. Britain was doing a bit. Tyler, continue. <laughs> well, but I want to let Britain do uh, do a thing. Uh, I don't have like a, a extra thing to recommend. Um, I I went through like oh do I want to do this thing or this book or this. I haven't finished the book. I would have recommended. So uh, we watched everything everywhere all at once. Um, mm-hmm. I definitely absorbed it the least, so I have the least to say, but I will say that I think it's very good. I definitely want to rewatch it because I, it's good and because I want to like properly absorb it and forge like a personal connection. I will say I might be pronouncing his name wrong. Kei Hui Kwan from Goonies and Temple of Doom and everything. He's terrific in it. I really, really liked him in it. Uh, everyone's great. Michelle Yeoh is awesome. The editing is really good. James Wong. Um, 
Stephanie Sue, like Jamie Lee Curtis. It just it's just good. It's mm-hmm. good stuff. So I definitely recommend it. Tyler. Yeah. Uh, con- concur on that one. That is a fantastic movie. Yeah. Uh, I haven't had a like sort of not even revelation, but just a a vibe after watching a movie uh, like that since Nomadland. Sure. Nomadland is a movie that I remember watching and just being like, "Why do I watch? Like, what? Why should I watch anything else? Like, <laughs> pretty much good." That's not quite where I felt where I landed after this. This, this made me more like, "Oh, I love movies, right?" Uh, but yeah, that was real good. Um, my recommendation actually is a movie called The Spectacular Now. Uh, which I watched after y'all left, uh, and I quite liked it. Um, <clears throat> it's a, it's got Miles Teller, it's got Chalene Wood Woodley, yes, uh, and uh, Brie Larson. Uh, a, a as as any you know aspiring good movie should a a a tasteful amount of mary elizabeth winstead just like (laughs) you know the kind of the kind of role where she gets like 10 minutes maybe uh you know that's that's the sweet spot obviously um and it's just it's just a i think well done kind of exploration of a coming of age like oh they're about to graduate you know miles teller is a, a a kid who's like on the edge of not graduating and doesn't really know what he wants to do with his life. And that's, has always been kind of a, um, a party animal and they, they peel back the layers on him and explore like why he is the way he is and, and how unhealthy some of his, uh, habits and actions are. Um, and really kind of dig into the character while also being a, a sweet, uh, sort of coming of age romance story. So, um, yeah, I thought it was good. I, I thought it was, uh, it was a good time. The director has not. I think this that was by far like his most successful movie, at least in terms of critical reception. Uh, it was like James Ponsolt. Yeah, it's like Ponsolt <laughs> maybe. Ponsolt maybe. Um, so I don't I don't know if he's uh gonna swing that back around at some point. But for this, it was it was a good outing. Uh, I liked it. The spectacular now part two. Dead reckoning. (laughs) (laughs) Blood blood in the river. This time, it's personal this time. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah, I know we we were all talking a lot about suddenly like going, oh, wow, look at all the people in this movie like there. So I'm glad you glad you watched that. That's awesome. I I have not seen it. Um, But I like those people. Does it end with Miles Teller going, maybe I'll take up drumming. And then he looks into the camera and you're like, oh, it's a whiplash prequel. It would feel it would track, I think, with the character in this. I think that would feel like interesting, interesting, a similar deal. And then whiplash is a precursor to fan four stick. Yeah. Okay. Or I guess Top Gun, because he's then he grows a little mustache. Yeah, (laughs) man, that J.K. Simmons sure was mean to me. I'm going to go fly planes with a mustache on. Mm-hmm. I like it. Look, there's only two paths when when something like that happens. You can either you go to Top Gun, or you go to the Terminal List. <laughs> One or the other. <laughs> and Miles chose the sky. Well, the sky <laughs> chose him. Um, cool. Is the Terminal List 
about uh yes chris pratt fulfilling a lot of like make a wish foundation kids <laughs> things because i i feel like that would be that's 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 what would make me interested in the show if they were like hey we say it's, it's actually really sweet it's a really sweet compelling story about chris pratt just going around and like making these <laughs> these dreams come true because and i i get there because i'm like i i, I hear the title of the terminal list and i'm like this is not like this if if this is about a list of people that chris pratt is supposed to kill it's the most boring thing i've ever heard right <laughs> so i'm like i I want to like the show can can you sell it to me like that can you convince I, I, me that that's what it's about this is the darkest if... joke i've ever heard you make on or off mic <laughs> i don't know if any of mere britain's audio got picked up by our mics <laughs> we were having we were like in shock holding back laughter both of us just covered i see the whole Tyler, time i didn't know you were capable of that I, kind I just, of humor i want it to be Great. something that's like that's like right lovely warm you know, up, sort yeah. of yeah i don't mean this in like a, oh it needs to be like a dark comment i mean like no i seriously yeah, i want yeah, this yeah, to like be a like a, a real thing but that would be called the like either something winky like the but th- the broken hearts club or something or it would sure. be called yeah yeah yeah. but that's what i'm like i want you to i want you to subvert my expectations chris pratt specifically or we, he's playing Mario. Or would have like one of those, <laughs> one of those awful '90s titles like "Love and Other Types of Cancer," stuff like that. Right, right. Um, see, whenever I see that title, I assume it's him. Even though I've read a review of the show and I know what it's about, I would have assumed that it was about him like checking out, like just checking off different places in an airport. <laughs> he was like, "All right, <laughs> that terminal's good." That one's good too. Next episode, I'm going to Wyoming. And he just, he but, just but keeps it's... getting into uh, John McClane style shenanigans. Yeah, but in these airports. But but it's not like oh he's checking for like threats or right. any anything. No, it's, it's like, like he's tiling. Checking... Oh no mm-hmm. no better than that vending machines. Yeah, vending machine repairs. Yeah. Like dealing with contractors. It's all mu- municipalities. So and, yeah, for sure. Okay, but but is is the title? Is it? Is it a? A guy who has a list of people he's going to kill. And he's going to kill. Him. Yeah, because they did something to his. They it's like they did his, something. His, his unit gets killed, and his he unit gets killed. Yeah, trying to figure out who did it or something. And he's the one man who can do it justice in America. And there's a lot of like Daniel guys. F- I'm gonna I'm gonna watch this show and I'm gonna love it. Aren't I? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Daniel Feinberg, who's a TV critic I love, wrote a great review of it in the Hollywood Reporter, and. He wrote the wonderful sentence. I shall actually, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna do it right. The terminal list review, thr, because I wanna. Um, wow, audience, audience, guys, the audience rating is very high. <laughs> I, I do feel like this could potentially be one of those things where I'm like, guys, this is totally gonna be the worst thing. Oh my god, I love it. Oh, one re- one review that threw up just says list a list of the people that killed your someone who you never thought would die before you but they die and they die in a manner you never even think of yes the world has its own ways to make you feel disgusted and eventually you mourn their deaths before they dot 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 i don't <laughs> know what any of that was here we go all right oh you guys this is you're gonna be you're gonna be glad i took this time <laughs> will, will will this deter me from watching the show? Probably not. Uh, it 
Actually, it might, Alex, because the sentence is this. A thing written in my terminalist notes that has rarely been uttered by any critic of any any media, this is a real waste of Jai Courtney. So I don't know if that makes you want to see it because Jai is in it or it makes you not want to see it because you know he's not going to get the kind of meat that Live Free or Die right. Hard gave him. Well, I, I mean, Live Free or Die Hard gave him no meat because he wasn't in that movie. Oh, whatever. They're all the same movie. <laughs> Die hard to die another day. No, what is it? What's the freaking movie he's in? Good day to die hard. It was die another day. <laughs> it was die another day, starring Chai Courtney. Um, Ooh, yeah. they should have called it Live and Let Die Hard. <laughs> I think we made that. Didn't I'm gonna get a phone call at 3 a.m. tomorrow morning, and it's Alex going. Okay, first of all, the Terminalist is actually pretty good. Secondly, Pete Seeger is awesome, and let me explain. <laughs> I love Billy Joel more now. Is this is this how Alex gets really into John Grisham novels? Oh yeah. Is this how it begins? Gets? <laughs> yes. <laughs> is this how you you switch from your project of James Bond reading to reading every John Grisham book? All Grishams and Ludlows or Ludlums and Lee Childses. Yep. We cut to Alex like shaving. He watches two episodes of The Terminalist, and then he's shaving his head in the mirror, just staring at it, and then he looks over at the Grisham novels that have just, like Jumanji, appeared. And you just hear like a, a, a Revolutionary Wars bugle, like the telltale drums of Jumanji. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Only this time it's Grishamji. <laughs> yeah. Well, Alex, next week, tell us what you thought about the terminal list yeah. while we'll be talking about... Tell me, tell us if it's about uh, all these big burly men just, like, talking through their feelings and grappling with mortality. Yeah, or, and uh, dealing with they, things in they a healthy try way. To just help, Look, help all, these... I, all I know is if I were to watch the terminal list before I watched Mitchells versus the Machines, both of y'all would never speak to me again. So I've got, I've got, I've got some other, like, actual homework before I get to the, the good stuff. I'd speak to you in chastising. Well, you, it's not about necessarily which one you watch first, but if, if you recommend uh, Terminal List over Mitchell's and the Machines, then you are off the podcast, and that's final. Um, if you want to hear I, how I that turns out, you can find us on herecomethesequels.blogspot.com. You can find us on Twitter at sequels. You can email us at herecomethesequels at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us uh, other places. I don't know. Search the internet. <laughs> Um, that that is a wonderful cliffhanger to leave us on. Will next episode be Alex's last? <laughs> Find out. <laughs> well, uh, Chris Pratt's character is named James Reese, and he is likened in this review to a ripped Arya Stark. <laughs> so, <laughs> without a shred of likability or personality. Wait, as then he's got a list of people he wants to kill. Okay. Okay. But that's not even no. Like... It's, it's 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 an unfavorable comparison, saying that like it's, remember it's that a cool... trope. Yeah, it's a trope in Game of Thrones that it's a little girl who has this list. Like that's a whole thing. No, uh, that's yeah, a whole yeah. That's the it's an inverse thing. I realize that this is not looking favorably on the show, but I'm just saying. Sure. Like, the reason Arya Stark has a list is because other people have a list in media and fiction, and they're usually the big burly men. Right. Well, j- but do they ever have a list about making children's lives better? Do they ever have a list of who to love? Yeah. Do they have an eternal list? That's what I want to know. Um, And maybe I'll find out (laughs) next week when Alex tells us all about the terminal list. (laughs) 
what what is the next Jumanji movie called? Is it is that it's one called the Terminal movie? List? <laughs> Jumanji the Terminal List. Yeah, it's where Dwayne Johnson goes and beats up a bunch of people, which is maybe yeah. also the rundown. But is the, is the next one is called Welcome to the Jungle? Is I that think, right? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Probably fine. Yeah, it's a good time. I saw it. I liked it. We'll talk about it next week. If we can ever get Alex to shut up about the freaking terminal list. Um, <laughs> As we're the ones. I know. God, Alex, we get it. Look, I'm not I'm not going to say that I'm going to love the show so much that I'm going to want to piggyback off of our podcast to make my own solo podcast <laughs> talking about the terminal Called list. the terminal cast. <laughs> cool. Well, I bet that... Uh, I don't need, I don't know. I can't do any of the jokes I want to do. Um, I've been Britain. See you guys next I, week. I've been Tyler. Uh, I'm going to leave this to Alex to figure out how to land this plane. Yeah, terminate the list, buddy. <laughs> I've uh, I've been Alex, I guess. that's Yeah, that's my name. Uh, and, and you are having a wonderful night until 3 a.m. when you decide to binge the terminal list. <laughs>